Providing for your family is a top priority. But what happens when you need affordable health care? Christian Healthcare Ministries could save you up to 40% today. As a member, you can choose your provider without network restrictions. Sign up at your convenience with our anytime enrollment. Join a Christian community that supports each other's medical expenses, offering peace of mind as you prioritize what's most important. Enroll now at yourchm.org. I'm Janice Dean. I'm David Asman. I'm Dana Perino, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, January 11th, 2024. I'm John Saucier. Today marks the end of an era for both New England and for football with the departure of NFL coach Bill Belichick. The man who began his NFL coaching career way back in 1975 has been head coach of the Patriots for the last 24 years and has led the franchise into the spotlight among the best of the best. When you talk about the NFL now, you talk about the most prestigious franchises. It's the San Francisco 49ers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Dallas Cowboys, and you have to include the New England Patriots. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Competition, controversy, and championships. Six titles, actually, for Bill Belichick with the New England Patriots, a man so successful that his star power eventually extended beyond the NFL, despite the fact that he was very private, kept his head shrouded in a nondescript gray hoodie, and despised talking to the media. But today, Bill Belichick did speak to the media for one last time as Patriots head coach. I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here. Uh, but at this time, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to move on. And uh, I look forward and excited for the future. What does that future hold, though, for the man who some could argue is the best coach of all time? And he wasn't the only legendary football coach out of a job this week either. On one hand... Who were the New England Patriots before Bill Belichick? They were a 1985 Super Bowl loss to the Chicago Bears. And then Bill Belichick takes one of the worst franchises in the NFL and turns it into one of the greatest dynasties in the NFL. We're speaking today with Fox News host Will Kane. When you talk about the NFL now, you talk about the most prestigious franchises. It's the San Francisco 49ers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Dallas Cowboys, and you have to include the New England Patriots. And that is due to Bill Belichick. Now, the last couple of years have not lived up to the earned reputation. And so I think in a way that really complements their service to winning, the Crafts have moved towards the decision, of course, mutual with Bill Belichick, to part ways in New England. And it was an interesting ending, too, because this seemed to drag out through the week. He wasn't given, you know, the door on the NFL's Black Monday when a lot of coaches are fired. Then it kind of lingered on. A lot of fans were wondering what was going to happen. What I'm wondering is how come the Patriots didn't try to trade Belichick, especially with more time left on his contract? Well, Kraft's answer to that is that he just didn't think it right to take draft compensation for Bill Belichick. I don't know the answer to that because I think on one hand it's a very – um, calculated and cold-blooded move to say it's time to move on from a franchise legend. As somebody who was born and raised in Dallas, Texas, I can just tell you that will not endear you to a fan base, at least when you come in like Jerry Jones did and fired Tom Landry. Now, winning will always help, but this took some 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 equity, some reputational equity that, that, that Kraft has with the fan base. And you would think that if you have that kind of sand then you would also be willing to say, well, I need, I need the draft pick. But he said he did it because, you know, it didn't seem right. And I guess it frees up Belichick a little more to have an open market 
for whatever he does next. And look, at 71 years old, we just went through, John, a 36 hours that was absolutely nuts in the NFL with, with coaching. You lose an all-time great in Pete Carroll, not just the NFL and football at large, then the greatest, in my estimation, probably the greatest coach of all time, college or football, Nick Saban at Alabama, followed a few hours later by Bill Belichick in New England. So, um, you know, I, I think the difference between those three is that Belichick doesn't seem like he's done, and he'll probably want to find an open market where he can find his best landing spot to coach. It really is wild. You just name those names, and these are like pillars of coaching in football. And in the same week, the same 36, 48 hours, whatever you want to call it, all of a sudden, they're all gone. I want to touch on something you mentioned, Belichick's next move. We've heard kind of through the media he's still interested in coaching, but a lot of these former coaches, former players do wind up doing media. They wind up being television analysts, radio hosts, so on and so forth. What do you think Belichick is going to do next? And if he goes to the media side, do you think he'd be any good at it? I think he wants to coach. Look, I believe that right now Belichick is like the fourth oldest coach of all time. Pete Carroll was above him. And I'm not talking about just active coaches. I'm talking about oldest coaches of all time. I believe the oldest coach of all time is Romeo Crennel. He was 73 during his last coaching stint. Belichick is 71. So I think it's a really hard job to start over somewhere, build it up from presumably some position where it's not in great shape at the age of 71. That job takes a ton of energy, but I think that's what he wants. I think Bill Belichick doesn't consider himself done in the NFL. And, you know, if you're another franchise saying to yourself, is Bill Belichick the right guy for you? Look, I have endless respect for what he built in, in New England. But he did do it with the greatest quarterback of all time. And most of his other coaching tree beneath him hasn't been successful in the NFL. And so I think you better think to yourself whether or not you're ready for that level of discipline, the grind that every player has to survive under Belichick, and ask yourself whether or not you have a quarterback that can pair with him to win, I would think, within the next five years. You're right. It's absolutely impossible to talk about the Patriots' success and talk about Belichick's success in New England without mentioning Tom Brady, you know, arguably the greatest quarterback, maybe greatest football player of all time. Tom Brady's reacting to Belichick being out in New England on social media. He kind of did a lengthy post on Instagram and Facebook. The line that stuck out to me the most was when Tom Brady wrote, I could have never been the player I was without you, Coach Belichick. I am forever grateful, and I wish you the best of luck in whatever you choose next. How sincere do you think those words are? Because things seemed a little contentious at the end of Tom's time in New England with Belichick. And a lot of people were surprised that Tom Brady was out, but Belichick remained. I think they are sincere words. You know, I saw that Danny Danny Amendola, the former wide receiver for the New England Patriots, said, we worked for Bill, we played for Tom. What that, I think, reflects is that Tom was the emotional heartbeat of the New England Patriots, but... Bill was the guy that you clocked in and out for and lived up to an expectation and lost or won a job because of. And I don't think that's an easy environment to work in. Um, Belichick is not touchy-feely, although I have friends who have played for Bill Belichick and said he can be a really funny guy. He's just not easy. And I, I imagine for as long as Tom Brady played under Bill Belichick, that, that ground on him. A real quick story. I remember people talking about this. You know, there was be film sessions in New England and Bill Belichick would make lowlights, everybody's problems, and he started with Tom Brady. And I think it was a game where the Patriots had won, maybe Brady threw four interceptions and, you know, had a 75% completion percentage, but Belichick found the four plays where he messed up, 
and just harped on him and rode Tom Brady. And what that did is send a message to everyone else in that room. If he's going to do that to Tom Brady, what is he going to do to me? On one hand, what a great culture you create for the rest of the team. On the other hand, and I agree with your assessment a moment ago, he's the greatest football player of all time. At one, on the other hand, Tom Brady at some point goes, enough, I'm done, Bill. And so I think what I'm leading towards is that's a very difficult environment, a difficult relationship, but one in hindsight, Tom, I'm sure sincerely appreciates because it produced six Super Bowl trophies. Yeah, and then Tom went on to win a seventh with another team. The Patriots saw Tom Brady walk out the door. He went to Tampa first year back. He's right back in the Super Bowl, wins it again. Are the Patriots haven't done so well since Tom Brady. Do you think the organization in New England and the fans are worried that with Belichick leaving, if he goes somewhere else, that might happen again? No, I hadn't thought about that. You know, one more for each of those guys somewhere else. They might be. I mean, they saw it happen, as you mentioned, with Tom. I... I have trouble seeing the coaching spot where Bill Belichick can go and in one year's time win. And I'm saying that as a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, which is the organization that people are hinting at could be the one that's most primed to win. And if they don't do well in the playoffs, could cost Mike McCarthy his job and then provide a landing spot for Bill Belichick where he could win in a short amount of time. I don't think any of that's going to happen, John. I don't see that marriage working, uh, Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick. But because of that, I have trouble finding a spot where Belichick could win in a, in a really short period of time. The Patriot way, humble pie, fourth and two, Spygate, Deflategate. We're on to Cincinnati. Bill Belichick's football coaching career with the New England Patriots featured a number of big moments and eras that span 24 years. The team announcing today that they're parting ways with Belichick after having just played their worst season under his command. So what's next for the three-time NFL Coach of the Year? We're speaking today with Fox News host Will Kane about his legendary and unique coaching career. And ahead, we'll talk about something people might not know much about Bill and his connection to politics. We'll get into it right after we call a quick timeout. Well, I want to get into the politics with Bill Belichick because on the campaign trail in 2016, a certain candidate who happened to win, Donald Trump, he mentioned Bill Belichick all the time. And I'm specifically thinking of before the New Hampshire primaries where Trump said many times Bill Belichick and him were friends. They had recently spoken on the phone. Then fast forward to 2021 where there was a report out that then-President Donald Trump was trying to award Bill Belichick with a Presidential Medal of Freedom Belichick declined. Belichick even issued a statement the next day. He referenced the January 6th U.S. Capitol attack, so on and so forth. To decline a presidential medal of freedom is a really big deal, especially when you consider Tiger Woods accepted one from Donald Trump during his presidency as well. How big of a deal for that relationship between Trump and Belichick do you think that was? I have no idea the personal relationship between those two men. My, my suspicion is not that big of a deal. Uh, my at least over the long term. My suspicion is Belichick likes Trump and that Trump likes Belichick because Belichick likes Trump. And I think that, um, you know, I remember I was working at ESPN when Tom Brady simply had a Make America Great Again hat in his locker, and it caused an amazing freak out within sports media about Tom Brady simply having a hat in his locker. And imagine after January 6th, still in the sports world, Bill Belichick would have been in a really difficult position to accept that award. And 
would have had to anticipate a massive amount of slings and arrows headed his way. Um, but I will bet my suspicion is that he still likes Donald Trump and that their relationship will be fine because you bring up politics and kind of bring these two worlds together. John, here's what I find fascinating. You've got three guys in Saban, Carroll and Belichick who have retired, two of which I think are probably truly retiring, not looking for a different job. In Saban and, and Carroll, you mean, right? Correct. And, um, the two leading candidates for president of the United States are approaching or over the age of 80. Now, both worlds are very difficult jobs. And as difficult as it is to be a college football coach, and I think that's a really hard job, constantly recruiting 16, 17, and 18-year-olds on top of coaching the ones you've already got and then losing them to the transfer portal, as hard as that job is, it is in being president of the United States. And so I just think it's kind of fascinating. And I don't – look, I, I don't – Biden and Trump are incomparable, meaning the two of them are not the same in terms of energy and acuity at their age. But I do think it's of note that the leaders of the free world are octogenarians and two, three football coaches over the age of 70 have have called it quits. But these football coaches, they carry immense support with them from not only fan bases, but just even wider than the fan base of the Patriots or University of Alabama or the Seattle Seahawks, so on and so forth. Do you think we might see one or maybe more of these guys who are no longer in coaching or are shifting their coaching responsibilities come out and support a candidate? I mean, you mentioned that Belichick and Trump, we imagine they still like each other or they could. Do you see Belichick coming out and being pro-Trump or even campaigning with Donald Trump? I don't. I don't. I mean, you know, it would be interesting if, say, Bill Belichick or Nick Saban appeared, for example, on the Will Cain show on the Fox News Audio Network or on our daily streaming live show on YouTube or foxnews.com. And I asked them, do you support Donald Trump? I would be curious what their direct answer would be, but I don't see them proactively going out there. Because I just think outside of sports, they haven't sought out a world that is inherently divisive. And so I, to have kind of like this close to 100% approval rating, you don't see many guys who have that kind of life who traded in for one of divisiveness. I mean, by, not, not always purposely divisive, but as a byproduct divisive when you wade into the world of politics. Well, we are in the world of media with Will Kane, and well, you just mentioned your show. So this is now the Will Kane Show. That's because you're going to be going live Monday through Thursday. Talk about how this came about, and tell me where we can find your uh, show once again. Man, I'm so excited! Thanks for asking. Yeah, the Will Kane podcast on the Fox News Audio Network has been the number one day uh, weekly audio podcast, and I have wanted for some time. I love I love television, but I, and I love radio. And it's all coming together. We're losing the distinction between all these things. And I've wanted to have a digital show that is a casual environment, but purpose-driven environment, where I can't, I'm not constrained by time, and I'm not constrained by any sense of what is an off-limits topic. And every day we're going to stream live at 12 Eastern at foxnews.com, and YouTube is still available on demand on podcast or on YouTube. And the audience can join us every day. Uh, Monday through Thursday, and an experience what I think is a community full of energy and curiosity, and yes, strongly held opinions, but those strongly held opinions opened up to and subjected to debate and rebuttal, 
and on top of it all, fun. We'll talk sports. We'll talk politics. We'll talk news. And I couldn't be more excited to launch the Will Cain Show. Yeah, when I first looked at the schedule this, it says it's airing live Monday through Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern. And I was like, wow, I got to talk to Will Cain's agent. He gets Fridays off, but you actually don't have Fridays off. You're doing something special on Fridays. Well, Fridays, they will do a sports-only audio product. So there will actually be five shows a week. And then the reason that Fridays aren't live is because that's the day I travel to New York and host Fox and Friends on Saturday and Sunday. So if you want this schedule, be prepared, John. It's going to take six to seven days a week. You know, I think I'm good with the weekends right now, so I guess I won't be making that call to your agent. But good to know. One of the <laughs> hardest working men here in the building, Will Kane. Will, we appreciate you. Good luck with the new show. And thanks for joining this show, the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. 